what catches a man's eye? This is Hebrew Hits presented by JTribeRadio.com. I'm your host, Malia, and I sit down with people who live by the motto, it's what you do with what you have that makes a difference. I think every man is different. Um, it's kind of hard to say exactly what catches a man's eye. Like in a man's man's world, like it, it, I'm a woman, so I don't yeah. go, I don't think like a man thinks. So tell me, how does a man so think? It could be this conversation. Things. I'm trying to yeah. figure out what so, compels them to message a girl like that. So it could be it's their smile. It could be there's like a twinkle in their eye. It could be there's a lot of things. It could be it's the way. I don't want to say the way they do their shaitel, but you should just understand, by the way, a lot of shaitels look like look like real hair. Like, it's not a joke, wow. you know? You know what I'm real saying? real hair looks like a shaitel. I went I went into yeah. a store to yeah. go shopping, yeah. and someone's like to me, Mazel Tov, wow, you got married? And I was oh like- Oh my gosh, Rechmanu hey. I was like, no. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm not married. She's like, isn't this a shaitel? I was like, no, it's a baseball cap with hair. No, that's why they thought it was. They, right. they, they, they could, they could honestly confuse that for a shaitel. Right. But that these are things that I think could catch a man's eye. That's what. There's a reason why. Listen, I'm not the one to talk about this. I'm saying I'm not a, I'm not up there like those people are. But there's a reason why that there are a lot of rabbanim that they they scream against long shaitels for this reason. I know it's a little bit. It's it's not it's not totally out of the subject matter because you should see because yeah. people should understand this. Yeah. Of course, every upstanding Jewish woman covers her hair in such a fashion. It became the minig now. Yeah. But I heard from a Refrain Waxman. Refrain Waxman is a Rosh Hashiva in Mansi. I'm sure you heard his name. Whether yeah. you did or you okay, you heard yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So I more than once had heard a Chuva Drosha from him. He gives a he gives a, he famously gives a Chuva Drosha in Arsameach in Mansi every year. And I think on more than one occasion he has mentioned this. And he said that even non-Jews have like commented on it, like about the bizarrity of it. And by the way, it really does catch. It, it's it's not as modest as it's meant to be because at the end of the day, in some ways the shaitels are more eye-catching to them than human yeah. hair. And we I don't can even tell- want to talk about the shaitals. Like, yeah. No, but no, just, we can yeah, tell that. Yeah, but I'm saying, we, even though we can tell the difference, it, it, it does something. You know what I'm saying? So it, it makes and, a lady fancier. It makes a lady more put together. It does. Uh, it, yeah. it does. It's meant for a good purpose, but they have to bear in mind the consequences with it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But so he said that like a non-Jewish woman said, like, like said to somebody, I don't know who she was talking to. She said, What's all these business of all these religious ladies walking around with their hair uncovered? I thought I thought a religious woman was supposed to cover her hair. So she said, yeah. no, 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 you don't understand. They're wearing wigs. And she just like stares and like, what is some kind of a joke? Wow. They're wearing wigs? And by the way, I heard from, I mean, listen, I, I, I don't claim to be privy to this, to, to this knowledge, but my mm-hmm. wife has told me that in Hollywood, when they want to make a woman look better, they give her, they give her our shaitlach, by the way, you know? Wow. Shaitl, the shaitl, yeah, wow. that we're supposed to use as, as a symbol of modesty for them as a symbol to make them look more attractive. Yeah, but I have to put this out there. Yes, women yeah. have to do their 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 things, yeah. but like, come on, we women have to live. They have to feel good about themselves. They do. Men, men, I'm sorry, men have to control themselves. The bottom line, it doesn't come down to the woman. It comes down to the man. And I'm a woman. And like, I hate that. Like, as I was growing up, it was always on the girl. You shouldn't go out like this. You shouldn't look like that. At the end of the day, like we were talking the other day, you know, when we were talking about the interview and things like that, we're on the phone and you mentioned something. I'm not going to say right now. I had no idea what you were talking about. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Okay, I yeah. had no idea what you were referring to because it doesn't mm-hmm. even enter my brain. 
And men are the ones that are thinking these things, not girls. Girls are not like going and thinking all, like we see a man on the street. We're not like thinking things. Like it just doesn't enter our brain. So men really have to work on themselves and control what they think. 100%. And there has been, Baruch Hashem, a lot of education in that area mm-hmm. for people to to um, to control themselves. Now, it really depends on what type of system you're brought up in. I can't go yeah. condemning systems. You know what I'm saying? In some places, it's focused on more. In some places, it's focused on less. Right. Um, I can tell you right now that one of the things that really draws me to, as you know, I'm saying, I said this many times that I consider myself a chassidish man. You know, there are many reasons why I ended, why I ended up taking that path. But mm-hmm. one of the main reasons is, is because while they don't harass the boys, they make an emphasis on maintaining their purity. And they know Mimela that they're not supposed to look at things they shouldn't. That does not, does it mean that everybody turns out that way? No. But the emphasis is there. That they understand, like, you have eyes, you know what your eyes are supposed to be looking at. And you, exactly. You know where your eyes belong, you know where they don't belong. And, right. and if you know where they don't belong, don't put them there. Same thing with your speech. You know what's supposed to be coming out of your mouth. Yes. What what should come out, should come out. What shouldn't, shouldn't. Yeah? Mm-hmm. What you hear, you know what's what you're supposed to be listening to. Right. And then by virtue, you know, and the education has to be one. I mean, has to be one. Now I'm talking like Kilo, like I own the entire world over here. So I, I don't mean to say that like I'm like the world's expert on Chinuch now. What you're saying is very true. Men definitely have to be educated. And you're right. It's not totally on the woman. But like we said, it takes two. And I, 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 I got to get back to that in a second. Whoa, hang on a second. Yeah, know, Whoa. Feisty. <laughs> no, don't, don't shoot me down so fast. I didn't like hang on a second. And the education has to be one that a man also has to understand that he is a walking embodiment of of the Rebbeinu Shalom's Torah, that and, and that it demands purity of him. And a, like I said, a growing person knows where he's allowed to look and where he's not allowed to look. Right. And and by virtue, and then automatically a person not not to say that he's never going to be saved per se. I mean, like you have to be careful. But once he knows that he has certain standards in place. Like I know for myself, I also have certain standards. Like I, mm-hmm. I mentioned to you earlier, which I, why I didn't get the Zoom link till later. I apologize for that. Yeah. I, I try very hard not to use the computer at night. Why? Because it wastes time. Simply because I'm not going to get to sleep on time or whatever. It just takes over my life. And I don't use it at Shabbos either. And if I have to use it at nights, it's usually because I'm giving my, my Zoom share. I give the Zoom I give a Zoom share once a week. And on Matzah Shabbos, when I couldn't catch up on work before, I don't do it before taking care of certain things. I have certain zmiras that I say Matzah Shabbos, and then I do it. That's called a that's called a gather and a siyog. It's basically a a offense to say you know to kind of like keep yourself in check. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and so the answer to your question is well, yeah, you're right. It is on the men, and what's on the man is to actually make offense, and and to make that fence is that they have to know what it is. They have to know exactly what it is that they're what exactly their eyes are. Their their eyes are. Their eyes are a very very important part of the body. Like the eyes are like I think I'm, I don't remember who I heard this from. But I bend there. Rishishiva quoted this from somebody. I think it was mm-hmm. Don Segel. I don't remember who it was. But the eyes are kind of like the window into the neshama. And the eyes are, basically everything you take in, like goes in and it, make, it, makes, it makes an impression. Yeah. And the emphasis I think that's made mostly to men, at least by God-fearing Jews, is that what you see is going to have an impression on you. And you have to be careful where you put your eyes because otherwise that impression is going to do things. That's why we try to keep our eyes in Svarim. We try to not stare too long at certain pictures, you know, if we don't have yeah. to, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, and that's really what it boils down to. Now, most people, before you get to your, I know you, I know you're waiting to like come back. I'm waiting. I'm like, I need need to say this. Yeah. yeah. Now someone is probably going to come to me and say, well, why are you having this long conversation with a girl on a podcast? So that's that's true. Mm -hmm. But 
when it comes time for a purpose to actually talk to a woman, everybody knows that that you have to talk with you have to talk with what's necessary. And right mm-hmm. now, it's necessary for us to have this conversation, bring it out to next, bring it out to the rest of the world. Yes. And you're just simply being the conduit for me to bring that out. You know, and I'm not just talking to you; I'm talking to a lot of people. So of right. course, people should just know. I don't sit down to talk with her every day. Like we're not sitting and we're not having a conversation like on a regular basis. Honestly speaking, you know, the realm of this conversation is one which is meant for business. And that's what we're talking about because that's Mm -hmm. her job is to do a podcast. And my job is to be her interviewee. And that's, and so this is not in the realm of our topic. Anything out of that is going to be a little bit problematic. Right. And And, that's why we don't have that much time left because we only, you know, on that topic. But yeah. I do want to say that, yes, a lot of times it falls on the woman. Like um, I was always told, oh, the woman gets the Avera. In Shemayim, if you dress like that, the woman gets the Avera. The woman gets the Avera. However tzniyas I was, no matter how, like, from I looked, skirt below the knee, everything, the woman gets the Avera. Now, where does it come to, to men taking, like, they, they have to take control of their act? Like, really, like, th- there are consequences. You do things wrong. Don't blame it on the woman. Like, Adam... Did Adam blame it on Chava or is it the opposite? Um, Adam blamed it on Chava, who blamed it on the Nachash. Yeah. Right. So I'm saying like you a woman is allowed to dress. Yes, she should be modest, but you know, however she wants to dress in the realm of being sneeze. Mm-hmm. Like how sneeze do you want someone to be? Completely cover everything that you can't like like the Berka ladies, like I'm really no, sorry. No, 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 so, so let me just comment for a second. The Berka ladies are actually more pressed than all the girls who dress pressed, by the way, because they draw more attention to themselves. That's actually really? Yeah, there's nothing yes, more. There's not. There's nothing more that there's nothing. That doesn't matter. It's not a matter of what you see. It's a matter of how much attention you draw to yourself. Uh, That's probably uh, where the message wasn't getting across, which is probably why the girls get so frustrated. Yeah, we get like you see how heated I am because I was always told when I was brought up right. like, yeah. oh, you have long hair. Oh, you don't wear your hair in a pony. Oh, you this, you that, and it's very frustrating to me because I'm like, men are just like some men can be disgusting and inappropriate. So you're gonna blame the woman. No, so you're um, right. Man's actions, like I don't, I don't appreciate that. Like, don't blame the woman. You're right, and there are a lot of men, unfortunately, who are, who are inappropriate, like we just discussed. Yeah, we exactly. did. Yeah, there are, but at the same time, like the nakud of sneeze is sensitivity, and it's not just about. It's not a matter of how much you cover. Like I said before, it's not necessarily about the rules. It's about the inherent message within sneeze, mm. which is like we said to bring out an inherent value within yourself while not drawing too much attention to other features. If that's if that's the right way to say it, I'm saying because like I myself didn't necessarily like study the sugya so much. Yeah, like a but, friend of uh, mine was told her hair is not sneeze because it's red, and I'm like, okay, that's ridiculous. Okay, hair, like no, 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 no. So that that's ridiculous. You can't you can't control a person's hair color. Some girls are going to be red. Some girls some are going to be blonde. Right. Some are going to be some are going to have black hair. Or whatever you can't control. Yeah. It's it's not a matter of hair color, but it's but the conduct does make a difference. It really does. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, and. Listen, I, I can't again. I can't talk about the rules, or I can't talk about the halachas because they're just too vast, and it's beyond the scope of this conversation. I but, think we're gonna have to sit down for another podcast before I get yeah. too heated, and then everyone's gonna be yeah. like, "Whoa, girl, guy!" Like this is like no, I, 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 from a guy. No, but again, I, I'm hearing what you're saying, but it could. But yeah. I'm, I'm, what I'm just trying to say is, is that when a girl, as Snee is dressing as she does, does act in a way that catches guys' attention. Then it, it does become it does become the girl's problem, and it she does bear the responsibility for that. You can have a girl who's covered from from like head to toe, and if she gets up and like makes a scene, right? However, however that's going to be right? right, and guys stare at her, that's totally on her, you know. Um, 
I'm just trying to. That's different. You see, like we're not we're not taught like that as as girls. We're taught more about like the length and the elbows and the right, right, exactly, like exactly more rules. It's more rules again. So it's it's supposed to extend beyond the rules. The rules are just that's 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 the beginning. There's the you know there's the what do you call it? Um, what do you then there's the inherent message that it carries with it, which I think is what you're getting over here, right? Right, right. Yeah, I think so, right? you yeah, got the yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, listen, there's still more that I could I could talk about this for a very long time, but that's for another conversation, a different time. But yeah. before we go, what do you want to leave us with? Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? So based on everything that we've been speaking about over here, obviously it's been very vast and there's been a lot to cover and we probably did not cover everything. And no, no way. <laughs> no way. And if honestly, if you want to have a follow-up, I'm I'm totally up for the follow-up and we could yeah. continue Q and A's, whatever it is, whatever, what, what, whatever it may be. But what do I want to leave off people with? That Baruch Hashem, Hashem created us as human beings, and human beings have, we have, we have positive traits and we have deficiencies, and because we are created the way we are, we have to be able to work on those deficiencies and keep them in check. And like we mentioned, these things are commonplace, but doesn't mean that you're not a normal person. You know, every person has drives, every man has drives, and to the men, I want to say, if like I said before, if you are struggling with this. All hope is not lost. You should get help. For the ladies who are suffering from this, be vocal about it. Speak about it. Let let everyone know that it's happening. Not to the point that obviously we think the whole world's coming to an end, but to the point that we should be aware of it to know how to work on it. And like we said before, I'm just going to just do this in review. Mention, understand that a woman is not a toy. A woman is not a plaything. She's not an object to be enjoyed. A woman is a human being that carries an inherent value with her that she is bringing to the world, and she should be treated as such. The same way that you men also want to be treated well for the value that you bring, you don't want to be treated as an object, at least not not in that sense, but at least you wouldn't like if somebody used you as 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 their personal punching bag. Mm -hmm. The same thing you shouldn't do to a lady as well. And overall, I think if we're all looking to work on ourselves, then we'll actually be that rose among the thorns and make that ultimate Kiddush Hashem, which everybody's going to marvel at. Thank you so much for being here. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and having this conversation. It's not an easy conversation to have, mm-hmm. especially from a girl who's been on LinkedIn and I've been dealing with these types of messages, you know, mm-hmm. for some time. And it's not so easy. I've had to block a lot of men that you've told me block that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it definitely has not been easy, but I'm happy that we're sitting down bringing attention to this because it is something that needs to be known. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking your time today. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was, it was honestly, it was a, it was a real honor to be here and to be able to actually discuss this very important topic. And I hope that our discussion honestly has brought a very sincere mm-hmm. awareness to the topic that now we can kind of like keep it in check and hope not to revisit it. But like we said, there's a lot more on this topic to discuss and you never know, we could be discussing it again in the near future sometime, but everyone should just stay tuned and just like keep their eyes and ears open for the next Hebrew hits nice. podcast next episode yeah but also like men out there i'm a woman like please before you send a message to a lady a girl a female whatever you want to call us please think about is this something that i would want my wife seeing me sending oh that's something i totally forgot to talk about by the way yeah oh yes what oh my gosh no no no. that what you just mentioned yes especially for married men if you're if if your wife would not appreciate this definitely do not do it if you want to do it in front of your wife, don't do it. Don't do it not in front of your wife. Exactly. Exactly. And think think long and hard before you send this girl a message because she is definitely going to fight back. And she's going to tell other girls to fight back also. So then 
it's just going to be a lost cause. Exactly. And once yeah. I'm a woman, yeah. and once I find out a guy is married, that is when I go, like, you don't want to mess with me because I go to rabbis. I go to people like my Shine. Should I say rabbi? What should I call I'm not, it? I'm not really, call me whatever you want. Mr. Nay, rabbi Nay, whatever you want. <laughs> and I'm saying like, we- The guy, we that, whatever. Yeah, there are people out there that deal with these things that, that we don't keep silent. I know that there are other girls that speak about this, but again, yeah, if you, if you have a wife and let's say you're watching girls online, on LinkedIn, sending girls messages, if you do not want your wife going through your phone and seeing what you have that is on your screen, that is the wrong thing and you should not be doing that. And I'm not trying to yell at you or be dem- like lower, lowering who you are. I'm just saying from a girl's perspective to value us and respect us as human beings. Well, you just listened to the 47th episode of Hebrew Hits. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button right now on YouTube. Hit that button right now. Let's go. Hit like, share, comment. Whatever comments you have regarding this episode, leave in the comment section below. I will be answering any questions and Mr. Ney, if people want to get in contact with you, how can they contact you? So they can reach me through LinkedIn and all of my contact details are there. Um, and if they want to reach out to me via email, um, I'm not going to give that out here on the podcast, but um, if they feel the need to reach out to me directly and they don't have LinkedIn, you have my email address. You can only give it out based on their request. And I'd be more than happy to answer any questions, criticisms, et cetera. All the Chil Hashem people are more than welcome to come bash me over the head. I have plenty to say on the matter. You're not going to get me on this. One thing I can say, by the way, if any guy who tells you, which has happened to me, that you're mm-hmm. making a Chil Hashem, go ask a Rav, etc. Two things you know about them. That they don't know what a Chil Hashem is and they don't have a Rav. And they definitely should go get one. Wow, and, that's good to hear. Yeah. And um, like I said, listen, you know, I, I, there is a lot, like we, like, we, like we said over here, you and I, like I said, you said, there's definitely a lot more in this conversation to talk about. And we could take yeah. it all, we could take it all for this podcast. And like I said, I am more than happy to answer any, any such questions. And like, yeah. I'm open to criticism and I'm more than open to have this discussion. I don't know. Listen, I, I don't know why I'm bracing for the worst over here. Like we said, this really, it's, it's a positive conversation to have. It's you a know? positive conversation, yeah. but people are very sensitive. Yeah. Like the men that are doing this are going to be defensive and be like, it's not wrong. It's just over the internet. It's not wrong. Oh, another thing. If yeah. Children, if you have children and you don't want your children seeing what you're doing. Oh, for sure. Phone, yeah. Then you're doing something wrong as well. I'm just saying respect somebody else. I think that it's going to get a lot of positive feedback that people are going to say, wow, I can't believe you're actually bringing up this topic, talking about it online. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very positive. It's a very, very positive thing to talk about. We're trying to, you know, enlighten women, enlighten men that the way to conduct yourself online. And I think, conduct yourselves online. And I think it's a very important thing. Again, leave your comments in the comment section below. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Again, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you watching this today and we'll be back. Bye. Is there anything else that you want to say that you missed? Call me back now at this time. Yo, how late it is. Hello. How much work I have to do? I'm just kidding. You literally called me and you're like, Malia, I forgot to say something in the podcast. I'm like, okay, I'm calling you back. Like, okay, you know, fine. it's like so late, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I got to hear this. You mentioned about opposition to, um, okay. to the article. So a lady from Israel reached out to me as follows. Oh, so someone who I connected to on LinkedIn. I think we, I think we, I think I, me and her do like the, basically the same things like within writing. Okay. And 
Could be just because it's, it's in Israel. It might be different. Just trying to read what she wrote over here. Just I can't get the message. Oh gosh, load already. For a lady from Israel did reach out to me and um, say that she that she didn't agree with the article. Basically saying that life has to flow and everything has to be normal. I feel old if people call me Miz and whatever. And like I don't think you speak for all of Orthodox Judaism. And I said I and I answered her points. Oh, she told me she has a nice friendly relationship with a. A business relationship, not a, not not a, not not that type of relationship, with a Hasidic man who also has the same name as me, and she said like, I call him and I call him Moshe and everything's fine. I call him said you know, what yeah. like you know why like why all why all of this? I don't think you speak for all of all of Orthodox Judaism. So, I said to her, I don't speak for all of Orthodox Judaism. I never claimed to, and I said to her, and about the guy who you call by his first name, did he ever address you by your first name? Because if he's Hasidish and he does, I'd be very surprised that he did. Mm-hmm. And I left kind of like the raised eye emoji over there. Like, I can't do it. But like, you know, if you get the idea, like, <laughs> you know, excuse yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that'd be a little weird if he's doing that to you. And I said, second of all, I never knew of any boundary that ended in frustration, to be perfectly honest. And um, all I just said is, I said, I'm not saying what person should do or shouldn't do. But I said, this is the way I see God-fearing Jews conducting themselves. And yeah. that's all. that's all I was saying. I said, it could be your place of work is a little bit different, but whatever. And then it came out to the course of the conversation because it was, it was a long back and forth. Like she, she argued the points and I calmly, respectfully answered her again. I actually posted about this on LinkedIn once, actually. I actually okay. posted the conversation about how you could be respectful and still disagree with the other person. Mm-hmm. And basically it came out that she had gone to a from school when she was younger. And I guess she, she kind of fell out of the system. I don't think she's religious today. And she basically just says, oh, them are just afraid to be themselves. And, you know, it just, and, and, Oh yeah, about the life having to flow and be normal. Like I, I actually responded to her. I said, "Why? What? What does working have to do with life having to flow? You're at work. We're not. We're not on a date, right? You know. So if so, like all I'm just saying is, if you're at work with somebody, why on earth do I have to become friendly and acquainted with that person? And you should know it's no secret. I think you know this already. There have been a lot of relationships that people yeah. have ruined. Their personal relationships have been ruined because they were keeping it real with somebody at work." Wow. And this, this is not, this is, by the way, this goes back as far as like forever. You know, I heard a sheer from my friend from the year 1988 where he mm-hmm. spoke about this, okay? Wow. And like, you know, he, and he, was, he spoke about this Erev Rosh Hashanah in 1988, yeah? Tavshin Memches, talking about how men, he, he gave eights to men, how they should deal with it. The main eights was that they should, they should keep themselves bound to tell you, et cetera, but that's not the point. He said that, it's no secret that that these these relationships come up in the workplace and they've they've killed their relationships, the other person's relationships, and at the very least, it just made them crazy. You know what I'm saying? But like, but it's a problem. Yeah. I like to say that people have to keep it real and whatever. So she, she wasn't happy with that. And like she basically just told me that no, I used to go to a religious school and whatever. And like, you know, them are just afraid to be themselves. And I argued the points again. She said, Listen, I'm not coming to have a debate with you. I'm just saying, telling you how I see the world. Mm. And I said to her, let me ask you one more question. And this is probably, this is obviously a question that people have to ask themselves all the time, especially when it comes to these things, because they kind of think they have everything worked out. Uh-huh. I said, I said, how can you have a viewpoint on this, on this issue when you don't even know who you really are? Whoa. No I said, way. I said, yeah, I said, maybe you do. And I'm just maybe reading you wrong, but for a person to have a clear viewpoint of something, they have to know who they are first. I said, we're not afraid to be ourselves. I said, this is who we are. We, as charedim, if that's the word you mm-hmm. want to use over there, as people who fear the word of Hashem, 
are people who are looking to maintain the purity that we have and not mm -hmm. lose it because of some some spur of the moment enjoyment that we could otherwise enjoy, but we hold ourselves back. We're not looking to lose that. Wow. I said, I said, but if you don't really hop who you are, because you don't know who you are, then you, I don't, th then how can you possibly have a viewpoint about it? I said, you know, you're right. I don't know who I am. The world is constantly yeah. changing and whatever. So I changed by the day. So you didn't really have like an adequate answer for me. <laughs> I said, the only way to know yourself is to be attached to Torah. And that's it. You have a Torah connection. Mm -hmm. You learn more about yourself and then you, you're able to, to, to form a viewpoint on these things. So I guess to sum up what we've spoken about. Yeah. The, so do I, can I say that I have opinions on these things? It's hard to say that I personally have opinions. I know what my, my teachers and the people who I consider to be the people I look up to, I know how they mm -hmm. would approach this. And that's where I get my viewpoint from. And at least hopefully based on the things that I'm bringing out, this is hopefully the Torah outlook on these things. Yeah. That a person has to realize that, yes, men are men, women are women. Mm -hmm. But, and because we are who we are, we are susceptible to certain things and we have to be careful. And the Torah wants us to be careful. And if we raise that awareness to be careful enough, then we could avoid all of these problems. And we avoid all of these problems, we'll have a much nice, happy, and healthier and functioning, functioning society. Wow. Thank you so much for calling me back and let's like adding this to the podcast because it definitely added value. Definitely. Okay. Thanks now a lot. I really got to go. But um, thank you so much. All right. Fine. You run. Take care. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. It's been a pleasure.